Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 324. We're looking at Acts chapter 27, verses 39 through 44. Let's read our passage. When daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but sighted a bay with a beach. They planned to run the ship ashore if they could. After cutting loose the anchors, they left them in the sea at the same time loosening the ropes that held the rudders. Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and headed for the beach. But they struck a sandbar and ran the ship aground. The bow jammed first and remained immovable, while the stern began to break up by the pounding of the waves. The soldier's plan was to kill the prisoners so that no one could swim away and escape. But the centurion kept them from carrying out their plan because he wanted to save Paul and so he ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were to follow, some on planks and some on debris from the ship. In this way, everyone safely reached the shore. Well, this is the final shipwreck. This is the end of the storm scene in the book of Acts, where Paul is on his appeal trip heading to Rome. And God has assured Paul that he would make it to Rome because he needs to be there to appeal to Caesar. And that God would spare everyone on the ship, although the ship and the cargo would be lost. And so they've been two weeks in this storm, terrible storm. They've uh, had to sea anchor out to try and slow their southward drift with the wind. and But they've drifted. They don't know how far. They don't know where they are. And all hope was lost, but Paul has given them some hope. And then last time we saw that they had heard the sound of waves crashing on the shoreline. Some of the sailors wanted to escape on the the skiff, but uh, Paul told the soldiers that if they got away, they'd all be lost because they lost the driving crew. They cut away the skiff and everyone remained on board. They dropped anchors from the rear of the boat to try and slow it from approaching land, and hopefully until daylight where it could see to steer a little bit. That's where we pick it up here in verse 39. When daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but sighted a bay with a beach. The storm seems to have let up some to where they can at least see the beach. Now, there's still strong storm. There's, there's strong waves, they see the land. They know the land's been there. They've heard it, and they've been praying for daylight so that they wouldn't reach the land in the middle of the night. And so they now see this bay with a beach. Now, this is the island of Malta, and there is a bay on the north coast of Malta called St. Paul's Bay. And the best indication are that this is actually where they wrecked, is in this place which became known as St. Paul's Bay. Luke tells us they planned to run the ship ashore if they could. Verse 40. After cutting loose the anchors, they left them in the sea, at the same time loosening the ropes that held the rudders. Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and headed for the beach. So they're undoing some of the things they had done. They had dropped the anchors, said they dropped four anchors off the stern of the ship to try and slow the forward motion of the ship so that they wouldn't head straight into the shore and get broken apart on the rocks. Well, now they 
they want to move and they think they can guide it so they cut the anchors loose why didn't they just haul them back in they don't need them the ship is going to be lost and so they just cut loose the anchors and they raise a small sail in the front a foresail that they're going to use to steer the ship and they don't need a lot of propulsion they just need a little bit of control so they've got the they put up a small sail in the front they've cut the anchors loose and it says they lo loosened the ropes that held the rudders. In a storm, the rudders don't do much. And so they, uh, basically, it's like a big paddle that just dips down into the water. And so they tilt them up out of the water and tie them in place so they don't get damaged. Well, they need the rudders now. So they untie the rudders and lower them back down into the water. So they've cut the anchors that were dragging behind they've uh, dropped the rudders down into the water and they've put up a little sail in the front and they are heading for the beach now verse 41 but they struck a sandbar and ran the ship aground now the word gets translated sandbar is literally the place between two seas and it, it can mean sandbar but it could literally mean that a place between two seas because just right off the coast um, just a few hundred yards from the main coast of, of Malta is a little tiny island and so it, some people say that's what Luke was really referring to is this little island place between two seas but uh, most of the scholars think it, it just means a sandbar and so they're heading into this bay and they hit this sandbar and the ship ran aground. Luke tells us the bow jammed fast and remained immovable while the stern began to break up by the pounding of the waves. So the ship's stuck. It's not moving. It's on this sandbar, but now it's in a position where the, it's being beat hard by the breaking waves. Verse 42, the soldier's plan was to kill the prisoners so that no one could swim away and escape. Well, from a soldier's perspective, that's, that's what you got to do. You are responsible for these prisoners. And if these prisoners escape, then you're the one now who bears the, the punishment. You can be executed for allowing prisoners to escape. So you will execute the prisoners before you can allow them to escape. Verse 43, but the centurion kept them from carrying out their plan because he wanted to save Paul. And so he ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were to follow, some on planks and some on debris from the ship. In this way, everyone safely reached the shore. So the soldiers plan, okay, with the ships breaking apart, everybody's got to get off the ship and head for land. These prisoners are going to escape would better kill them. Sounds pretty rough to us, but that's perfectly sensible to the soldiers. But the centurion said no. And it's not like he had to borrow with them. He's the commander. So he said, no, don't. So no, they don't. And it's on him now. So the uh, centurion says no. And notice the reason is not because he's such a humanitarian. He says, oh, no, that would be cruel to kill the prisoners. He says, no because he wants to save Paul. Now through all this, it has been the whole reason that the ship is saved so far is 
because of Paul. Because the angel appeared to Paul and said, you have got to go to Rome. So I am going to get you to Rome. God is going to make it possible for you to go to Rome. And he's going to provide safety for everyone with you. So Paul's the reason they've made it this far, and the reason they're all going to get to shore. And I think the centurion's starting to get a, a glimmer of that. He uh, he sees there's something different about Paul, something special about Paul, and that this is not your normal shipwreck. Uh, there's normal normally a great loss of life with a shipwreck like this, where the majority don't make it. And so the centurion orders, if you can swim, jump in the water, swim for shore. And if not, you're going to get to shore on planks, or this gets uh, translated here as debris from the ship. And the actual original language is a little more ambiguous, more like just items from the ship. And that could include people. So it could actually mean some people are going to be carried on the backs of others. Maybe not. Um, I, I think it's probably uh, best like this. It's just there's enough floating stuff from the ship being broken apart that there's something for people who can't swim to hang on to and make their way to shore. And then he says, in this way, everyone safely reached the shore. And that was the promise that the angel gave Paul, is that everyone is going to make it. There's a little bit of a reversal with the, uh, the story we see in Jonah, where the ship is in great peril because of Jonah. And that's a, actually a, a theme in, in many of the ancient Greek literatures, is that where there's one person who's under this curse, and the entire ship is at risk because of this one person. This is the exact opposite. This The one person who has favor with God, and the entire ship or at least the entire ship's company, or all the passengers on the ship, are delivered safely because of this one person. So we see the hand of God at work here through all of this, not just getting Paul to Rome, but getting him to Rome safely in a very dramatic way, and rescuing all of those with Paul. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.